Welcome to Outflow. I'm Alan King, lead pastor of River of Life Church in Valdez, North Carolina. Wherever you're joining us from today, we're glad you're here. Before we get started, let me say that we love to hear from you, our listeners. If you have questions or topics that you'd like for us to talk about that you want to know more about from a biblical perspective, then I encourage you to send them to us. Uh, we, we would love to hear from you. We would love to talk about what you would like for us to talk about. That's just what we do here at Outflow. So uh, I hope that you will reach out to us. We'll be giving you the email address at the end of the podcast where you can send your, your questions uh, and your issues. Nothing's off limits. Whatever you would like for us to discuss, uh, send them to us. And again, we'll send you that. Uh, we'll, we'll give you that email address when we get done. Today, uh, we're going to talk about a very uh, sobering subject. Uh, we're going to be talking about a subject that has caused a lot of stress, a lot of heartache to a lot of people. Uh, and we're going today to attempt to, to answer the question, is suicide an unforgivable sin? What does the Bible say? Uh, so now grab your Bible and grab something to take notes with and let's get into the Word of God. This is Outflow. Today we're dealing with a very delicate subject, and I have felt such a need to cover this a particular outflow episode with prayer. Today, we're going to discuss the question, is suicide an unforgivable sin? What does the Bible say? You know, I've been asked this question so many times, and I realize, again, it's, it's such a delicate subject. So many of us have been touched by this tragedy in one way or another. I, I have personally lost some very dear friends to the tragedy of suicide. Now, there, there are varying views on the subject in the church. There are some preachers and churches that teach that when a person commits suicide, they go straight to hell. Others teach that there is a grace provided in these cases. But which of those is right? Honestly, suicide is something that's not often addressed in most churches. With the increasing rate of suicide, I, I really think it's something that needs to be addressed. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, suicide rates increased 30% between the year 2000 and 2020. Suicide is one of the leading causes of death in the United States. In 2020, the last year for which statistics are available, there were nearly 46,000 suicide deaths in America. That's one death about every, every 11 minutes. Suicide affects all ages. In 2020, suicide was among the top leading causes of death for, for people. Think about this, ages 10 to 64. Suicide is the second leading cause of death for people ages 10 through 14 and ages 25 through 34. Second leading cause. The number of people who think about suicide or attempt suicide is even higher. In 2020, an estimated 12.2 million American adults seriously thought about suicide. 
3.2 million planned a suicide attempt and 1.2 million attempted suicide. For every completed suicide in the general population, there are 25 attempts and thousands more who think seriously about ending their own lives. Even pastors are not exempt from these statistics. The suicide epidemic among the clergy is now being referred to as having reached crisis level. Is suicide an unforgivable sin? What does the Bible say? There are several accounts in the Bible of people who took their own lives. Probably um, the the two best-known examples, of course, are Saul, who took his life to avoid the dishonor of being captured and abused and killed, and Judas, who betrayed Jesus and then hung himself. Other people in the Old Testament who uh, committed suicide that we're told about uh, of course, our Abimelech in Judges chapter 9, he did it to avoid the dishonor uh, of being killed by a woman. Samson in Judges chapter 16 to defeat the Philistines who had imprisoned him. Uh, Saul's armor bearer uh, did so in order to follow his king Saul into death. And uh, there, there are several others that, that are there. And, uh, uh, of course, Zimri in First Kings chapter 16, he did that uh, in defeat to avoid capture. Uh, but, but even though the act of suicide is clearly condemned in the Bible, these men in the Old Testament were not personally condemned for what they did. Uh, of course, they were under Old Testament principles, Old Testament law. Now, now please listen. It should be understood, and I say this up front, it should be understood that suicide is never to be a viable option to uh, escape in times of difficulty and despair. There is help. Family, friends, churches, online resources like the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And best of all, the best help of all is Jesus. Scripture teaches us that his grace is sufficient in all things and that he is faithful to provide an escape from anything that threatens to overcome us. Sadly, so many Christians experience dark seasons of the soul and they fail to turn to Christ to find the comfort they need. And tragically, some Christians have taken their own lives. The depths of despair can just drive anybody to do unquestionable th- or uh, just just uh, unrealistic things. Uh, th- that that's why it's so important to spend time in prayer and in reading the Bible, so that when a storm threatens to overtake us, we're prepared to find comfort and strength in Jesus and in His Word. The Bible gives us the answers we need to deal with all of life's problems, and in prayer, in faith, and in our relationship with Jesus. He allows us to grow stronger through regular study of the Word of God, prayer, and Christian fellowship. We can find peace and comfort in the most difficult of circumstances and in the darkest of days. With all that said, we still have to acknowledge that there have been believers with very strong foundations who have lost their footing and who have fallen and have even taken their own lives. So is suicide a sin? I've got to say, yes, suicide is a sin. Suicide is the taking of a human life. So let's be clear now. Self-murder is serious. We are playing with fire here. It is spiritually and eternally serious to murder yourself. It's not a light thing. And anyone who is contemplating suicide, 
please, I urge you, get help. Do not follow through with taking your own life. There is a better way. I promise you, in the name of Jesus Christ, there is a better way. I think we have to be careful and we have to be aware that no matter what we may be feeling right now, your feelings are not true. They can deceive you. God has another way. He always makes another way. Wait for him. Seek the help you need because the Bible is very serious, very serious on the subject of murder. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 15, the, the word says, Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in them. Now, 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 now that, that should scare the wits out of people who are contemplating ending their own life with murder. So what does that mean? Eternal life and murder don't belong in the same soul. But let's be careful. Let's not take this further than it leads. Does he mean that anybody who has a moment of hate is a hateful person, a murderous person? Probably not. Does John mean that everybody who has a murderous moment is a murderer? You know, I, I don't know. Sometimes I just wish the Bible was just plain black and white about some things. You know, just come right out and tell us. Uh, so much is left to interpretation. And if we don't maintain balance, we can run off the road and we can get lost in confusion and uncertainty about a lot of things. The Bible says we must persevere to the end in order to be saved. We have been promised eternal life in Christ if we hold our confidence firm to the end. That's a very serious warning. But it doesn't mean that our experience of confidence in God to the end is perfect so that we don't have lapses of sin that betray that we're not fully trusting Christ. All sin, all my sin, is all rooted in some level of distrust in the superior goodness of God. And I just can't believe that we just go in and out of being a Christian when we sin. Now, I'm not preaching license. Please understand that. I'm not preaching license. Uh, I am Armenian to the bone. I, I do not preach or agree with the doctrine of unconditional eternal security. Uh, that's probably for another podcast episode. Um, I, But I will admit to you that, and this may come as a shock, uh, none of us are perfect. I'm not perfect. There are times when I trespass against God. I sin. Now, uh, the Bible gives us a remedy for that. Uh, but uh, any man who says that he is sinless, any man who says he doesn't fall, uh, he's on shaky ground. But I'm not preaching license to you. What I'm saying to you is I don't cease to, to be a Christian just because I fail sometimes. So saying that we have to persevere to the end in confidence doesn't mean that you have to persevere to the end in sinlessness or perfect trust in Christ. There is imperfection in our trust, if we'll just admit it. So the question now is whether a person who commits suicide goes to heaven. And that question boils down to this. If a person has been trusting in Christ as their Savior, their Lord, their treasure, does the last act of their life prove the decisive one? 
in showing their true standing as a child of God. There is the key question. Does the last act, in their case murder, self-murder, count as the decisive action at the judgment day in showing that we were in Christ or not? Is the last act the one that determines if our faith was real? Or do all the other acts of life count as evidence as well? Let me give you an an analogy. Uh, Maybe this will help you. Suppose that one night I, I get so angry at my wife that I storm out of the house, I slam the door, I jump in the car, I head down the road, and I am so out of control and I'm so angry and I'm so sinful, let me add, so sinfully angry that I totally misjudge one of those narrow turns where the telephone poles are about two feet off the road and I smash into that telephone pole going 60 miles an hour and I die. Now, my last act was sinful. I killed myself by my sin. I didn't intend to kill myself, but I did. And it was sin that made it happen. So the last thing I did was sin. Is that last sin decisive in determining whether I was born again? I sure hope not. I hope that God will look at my life, all of my life. He'll look at my whole life and the evidences of whether I belong to him will be assessed, not because of that failure alone any more than any other failure alone. Why would the last one be decisive when the others are just as serious? So the last question then becomes this, can a Christian, and we're talking about Christians here because if someone is not a Christian, Uh, Of course, suicide would not be the sin that would keep them out of heaven. Uh, But could a Christian be so depressed and so temporarily blinded to the hope of the gospel that he takes his own life in a temporary moment of despair? And and I'm not sure that's the right term. I I don't think the loneliness, the depression, the fear, or whatever emotion it is that would cause somebody to take their own life uh, just I, I don't think that just comes on somebody all at once. Uh, and I think we have to be aware of that. Can a child of God become so overwhelmed with life that they lose sight of Christ and be driven by that depression to take their own life? And I think the answer to that is yes. Now, now that is a judgment call on my part to say that Seasons of darkness come and go in the Christian life. It's dangerous to say this because we are all so easily deceived and we should be terrified to try to meet Jesus by means of self-murder. That is a horrible choice. But between that terror that we should feel uh, about that choice and the hopelessness for the victim of suicide, between those two, I'm trying to wave a flag of hope that true faith can have a season that dark doesn't mean you've walked away from God. It doesn't mean that you failed God. It's just that the enemy has attacked you in a way that has brought you to a place of darkness that can happen to any of us, any of us. Um, I think we just have to be aware of that. We have to, we have to be cognizant when we get to those points to understand this was an attack of the enemy. This is something I need to be aware of. I recognize what the enemy of my soul is doing right now and the place that he's brought me to right now. You know, this, this is such a sobering discussion. So again, let's get back to the question at hand. Can a person who commits suicide still go to heaven? Um, and I would have to say, 
uh, you know, and I, I've studied the Word. I've, I've studied what the Bible says about it, and I've tried to uh, study what other people have said about it, and I've, uh, I've, I've come to this conclusion. Can a person who commits suicide still go to heaven? And here's the answer that I, I myself have, have come up with, and I know a lot of people may not agree with this, but can that person still go to heaven? And I think the answer to that is it depends. It depends. I, I really think that there's so much that has to be taken into consideration here. Uh, I don't think it's a black and white issue. Uh, let's consider some possibilities. And, and again, hopefully this is going to help you. Um, understand, taking a human life is an extremely serious sin. And while a murderer can repent, there's no chance of repentance after death. However, it's another thing entirely if the person who committed suicide was either emotionally imbalanced or mentally ill. We might even say that the person didn't kill himself, but mental illness killed him, like cancer or heart disease could kill somebody. I have to believe that if if a believer suffers confusion and despair, if he can no longer judge with right judgment and turns to suicide with profound regret, God will receive him far differently than he will somebody who acts with haughty self-determination. There are some viable, medically proven reasons that some folks commit suicide. And I think that these have to be taken into consideration, uh, such as suicide due to depression. Of course, this is, this is never a good reason for suicide. Seasons pass, and so does depression. The one who is depressed needs to look to Jesus and get help. Depression is real. It's powerful. And it's best fought with help. Also, a severe depression robs the mind of clear thinking. And people in such states are despondent. They're not in their right mind. I think also suicide due to a chemical imbalance in the brain. You know, the human brain is incredibly complex. The, the medical community is full of accounts of extraordinary behaviors by people whose circuits got crossed. I, I don't see how a situation like this would make it justifiable. Um, I, I think it simply would make it more explainable. And what about accidental suicide? You know, some, sometimes people accidentally kill themselves, and that could mean leaning over a balcony too far and falling to one's death or, or actually purposely taking a, a stupid risk like playing around with a gun foolishly. You know, of, of course, with, with either of those cases, I, it, this is going to sound terrible, but uh, in, in either of those cases, uh, stupidity does not remove us from the grace of God. I really feel that there are two aspects that have to be considered when it comes to the subject of suicide. There's the mental aspect and the spiritual aspect. I think we have to look at extenuating circumstances before we're able to pass judgment. Uh, today's advocates of euthanasia present it as an honorable and compassionate act. In fact, the death with dignity crowd has its roots in a school of thought that had its heyday in the early New Testament era. Uh, the Roman philosopher Seneca, a passionate defender of suicide, extolled the virtues of controlling one's own fate. Uh, he said the wise man will always think in terms of quality, not quantity. 
When faced with a lingering death, he added, why not reach for the easier way? It's in, it, it, it is this kind of cool-headed, I'm-in-charge suicide that Christians have always condemned. I believe that when it comes to the subject of suicide, we in the body of Christ have responsibility to show compassion and caring for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Watch for signs that might indicate despair or, or darkness in, in the life of somebody else. And offer hope in Jesus. Be ready to share his love. Be the Lord's hands of help, his ears of caring, his words of comfort, his embrace of love. Encourage those who are in despair to seek solid Christian counseling, remembering God has a plan and purpose for all of his children. And he promises to be near us in all the trials of this life. So what's the takeaway here? God is bigger than your problems. He's promised. We're promised. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, we are promised that no temptation, no trial has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. Peter encourages us. In 1 Peter chapter 1, in verse 6, in verse 7, he said, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes, even though refined by fire, may be proven genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Listen, I, I, I want you to hear this. I want you to understand this. We all go through bad times, even some really, really bad times. But God has absolutely promised that he will carry us through the hard times and bring us out on the other side even better. The word of God was written to people who were facing some really bad stuff, some terrible stuff. You just read what happened to some of the people listed in Hebrews chapter 11, and you'll know that their life was certainly not a cakewalk. But God asked them to trust him. Same thing he's asking of you. So why not trust him? Why not trust him yourself? Don't make an irreversible decision. Think about your family. Think about other solutions. Talk to somebody. Get help. And remember that God has also promised that surely I'm with you always, even to the very end of the age. Suicide is never an option for a Christian. The Bible tells us that God is with us even in the dark seasons of the soul. And if one is struggling with dark desperation, I encourage you, reach out to a pastor, a brother, a sister in Christ. Trust that there is hope even when you don't feel it. Trust that there's a new morning and the sun is going to shine even when the darkness is overwhelming you right now. Reach out to God and to those who can hold you up when you can't stand. We all have to remember to be Christ's arms, to hold those who suffer, and to share his words to comfort those who weep. we got to come alongside those who struggle and help them to remember the hope they have been given and show them the light That'll break through every darkness. So important that if you're struggling with this right now, if you're struggling with these thoughts of suicide, 
please get help. But if you know of someone that's struggling with it, please be willing to help. Please be willing to be that 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 bearer of their burden with them and and to to pray with them and believe God. I want to pray with you right now because there might be somebody that's watching or listening to this podcast that uh, the Lord has brought you to right where you are right now because you have thoughts in your mind. You have things that you're thinking about right now. Maybe you're considering suicide or you have considered it before and you're in that dark season right now. Maybe somebody in your family, in your life, a friend, somebody very dear to you has committed suicide and it has tormented you because uh, you, you, have, you have considered uh, where they might be right now. Hopefully this has brought you, maybe brought you some hope. But I, I just feel like I just want to pray with you right now. So can we do that? Father, I thank you that you are a God of comfort. You are a God who sees us right where we are. Even in the dark times, Lord, you still see us. The, the psalmist said that I can't go anywhere that you're not at. If I make my bed in hell, Lord, you're there. And even in the midst of our despair, Father, help somebody to know today that you've not forsaken them. I pray, Lord, that you're going to be their strength, their comfort. If somebody right now is thinking about taking their own life, they're in so much depression, they're in so much despair, so dark where they are that they think the only way out is just to end it all. I pray, Father, that you would shine light into their lives. Let them, Father, be able to find a, a friend, a pastor, a counselor. Most of all, Lord, let them find you. I, I, I remember the old song that said, standing somewhere in the shadows, you'll find Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that you would be the one that you would reveal yourself to them today, Lord, as someone who cares and help them to overcome. And, Father, I, I just rebuke that spirit of suicide over their lives now in the name of Jesus. And, Father, if there are those that are watching or listening right now that have a loved one, a friend, a family member that has taken their own life and they're feeling so much turmoil, I, I just pray, Lord, that you're going to speak peace to them today. And I pray that they're going to purpose in their lives, that they're going to make their life count. And, Father, I pray that they'll take that suffering and use it to minister to other people who are hurting. We ask this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, and amen. Thank you so much again for joining us for Outflow. If you've enjoyed our time together, please let us know. We we would love we love to hear from those who, who are watching or listening. Before you go, would you do us a favor? Okay, we're asking for three favors, but would you just do this for us? It would help us out so very much. First of all, please subscribe to this podcast, whatever uh, format you're watching, whatever uh, outlet you're watching from, please subscribe to the podcast. Secondly, if you like what you hear, give us a good rating. That would be amazing. Five stars would be great. And finally, please tell your friends and family about us. We'd love to have them join us as well. Thanks again for making us a part of your day. We're excited about taking this journey together. Remember, if you have a question or a particular topic that you would like for us to talk about, uh, any subject that you would like to know more about from a biblical perspective, uh, you can send us that uh, by email. Just send it to outflow at outflow.online. So simple. 
Again, outflow at outflow.online. I'm Pastor Alan King coming to you from the studios of River of Life Church in Valdez, North Carolina. Thank you for tuning in today to Outflow. Now get out there and be blessed. And while you're at it, be a blessing. <laughs>